if I had a choice of getting paid or getting paid once, getting paid never, or getting paid monthly, my answer is getting paid monthly first, getting paid once second, and getting paid never last, right? Meaning that I'm not going to buy it. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, Marco here. I really wanted to share with you our earlier podcasts that we created. Now, our mics were not the best, but the content was really strong. And I know you will learn a lot. We had an absolute blast recording this, and I know you're absolutely going to love it as much as we loved recording it. This extremely content-rich information will not only give you the edge in your real estate investing business, but in everyday life. Enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to yet another hopefully cool episode and today we're going to talk about why, why wholesaling sucks. sucks. Yeah. We didn't pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. First try and everything. It's pretty shitty, but yeah. it's okay. It's okay, it works out. Yeah. So wholesaling, what wholesaling is, is uh, finding a property, uh, negotiating it to a really good price and uh, tying it up under contract and then selling that contract for cash and then doing that over and over and over again. It's a strategy that many people teach and it's a very basic strategy that anyone can implement no matter what your financial capacity is. And again, uh, once again, wholesaling is Gabriel has a uh, property that's for sale. Let's say it's worth $500,000. They tie it up for $300,000 and then I sell the contract over to Frank for $350,000 and make a $50,000 spread, making $50,000 in one transaction. And if you're lucky enough to get that done, congratulations. And that $50,000 goes into an account. And by the way, that's taxed at the highest amount because it's earned income and short-term capital gain. And anyway, it's taxed at about a third. You're only going to keep two-thirds of that. And then you're going to spend it and then go do it again. And then hopefully do it again, do it again. Don't need to do very many of them, but it is work. And it's not recurring income, and it actually can suck. I can't tell you how many people that I work with that want to get out of the wholesaling business because it can be a J-O-B. Now, I'm talking big numbers right now with $50,000 paydays, but most yeah. people wholesale smaller for 2000 5000 5, 5, 5, I've done a five, a 7000 a 10 yeah. 10 you know, 20 if you're lucky. Obviously, if you go into bigger properties, there's a bigger profit margin there. But, but it takes you longer to get it under contract at the right price. So at the end of the day, it all comes down to this. Well, with the wholesaling, people just think of what they're making on the spread, but they don't calculate what they use to get that lead, to get that contract, to get it tied up, which is another... Another calculation you have to look at. Well, people spend thousands of dollars on marketing to try to find these deals. Like you said, it's almost like a job. It is. Well, it is a job yeah, because once you stop looking for property or marketing for property... Guess what? The well is going to run dry. And if you're not looking for that, then you're going to be in financial trouble. That's for sure. So, But again, but it's a good medium where people do start, where it doesn't involve, you don't need any capital investment, I guess, Zero. other than your marketing. If you're doing marketing, those I know those wholesalers that spend a lot of money monthly on marketing. And well, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. But people think they have to send those postcards out or, or direct mail or have a bird dog scouting the neighborhood or something like that for long grass and blue roofs uh, mm -hmm. with tarps or whatever. Or, or they tap into broker's list and see who's out of town, who's in the rears. And so it costs money and time and resources to do all that. So yes, it does become a job. 
It is. And I'm part of a ton of Facebook groups and you hear people almost like proud of, I'm spending $5,000 a month on marketing. I'm mm. spending $7,000. I'm spending 10. They're almost like, how big is your cock comparisons of how much money they're spending on marketing? And we spend none on marketing. And I'm talking about people that do wholesaling houses full time. I don't think it's a good idea to tell you the truth. I think it sucks. Why? Because when you stop, you stop getting paid, which we've already discussed. I think wholesaling is definitely a strategy that you should implement into your business because you should be cherry picking the deals that you want and wholesaling what you don't want. So when we're doing our business, we're looking for properties that are 15 caps and above. And most people think that's insane because, in fact, I can probably, with certainty, betting my life, that most people would that are in the business say they've never seen a 15 cap, a real 15 cap in their lives. We buy a shit ton of them every year. We create them. We don't, 15 caps are created. Good deals are created. They're not found. I think we have an episode on that. We do. So make sure that you tune in on that one. But good deals are created. They're never just found. You don't trip over a 15 cap. You have to make it. It takes time. It's like a diamond. It has to be created over time with pressure and heat. So we negotiate on a deal. We're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And the lowest the seller is absolutely willing to take is, let's say, a 12 cap. So we don't want to buy a 12 cap. What we do is we tie it up at a 12 cap because we know someone would love a 12 cap. So maybe someone out of California that's used to getting an eight or maybe a six or a five, they'd love to get a 12. So then what we do is we wholesale it uh, out to someone that would want that kind of property. So we get it at one price and we tie it up and sell it to another. So we're basically wholesaling the garbage that we don't want. Yeah. And it's not because it's garbage to us that it's garbage to someone else. Maybe our garbage is something that someone else wants. That's why there's garage sales out there. That's why there's vintage stores, know, vintage stores, eBay. Yeah. So wherever you shop, Frank. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, yeah. so, you know, wherever. <laughs> Did you see that sweater? No. <laughs> Love you, Frank. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, 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 whatever garage sale, I, I picture people that gave at my door. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you a quarter. Not gonna give you a quarter. <laughs> it's fifty cents, man, and, and they still wow. ha- uh, they hassle it. But but uh, yeah, so but you're right. You know what? It's someone from Cali or someone from New York and or certain parts of Texas or whatever that are used to five caps and six caps. Yeah, if you can type something even at a ten mark or eleven cap, mm-hmm. you're still making the spread on that, yeah. and they're content. They're like, you know what? It's good. So I'm okay with the five or six. We're not. Yeah. But that's just our that's business, our business model. model. Yeah. 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 Right? Someone's garbage is somebody else's gold. Yeah. Simple. Exactly. Someone's trash, someone else's treasure. You know, however you want to say that. So it rhymes, we can use that. But understand that wholesaling is selling the contract, it's selling the sheep and not the wool. I would rather get paid every single month buying mm. a cash flowing property. But if I had a choice of getting paid or getting paid once, getting paid never, or getting paid monthly, my answer is getting paid monthly first, getting paid once second, and getting paid never last, right? Meaning that I'm not going to buy it. So what's beautiful about wholesaling is if you integrate that, not as your business model. Remember, our intent is to buy it at the right price so we can get an asset-based lender involved so they can lend us the money that's cheaper than the return that we're making. So let's say that we're going to use round numbers. We get a property to contract you know, that makes $150,000 a year net, all right? Well, $150,000 a year net and we would have to buy it for under a million mm-hmm. right or let's say we get it for a million you guys follow yes, yes. all right so hundred fifty thousand dollars net we tied up for a million so that's a 15 percent return the person that sold it for a million they don't want hundred fifty thousand dollars a year they need a million dollars right now they're not willing to wait they're in the i need cash now cycle versus i need cash flow cycle which i think we've discussed in past episodes as well 
So we tie it up, we do the due diligence on it, and it doesn't quite check out. It doesn't make $150,000 a year. It makes $135,000 a year. It's not in great condition. It needs a little bit of work. It, the area is a little questionable. In fact, after 11 o'clock, if you don't have your nine on you, you're probably going to get murdered. So that area, it's a little rundown and it doesn't make quite the numbers that it should. Does that happen? Yes. All the time. So it's actually not really a goodbye. And most people say, well, goodbye then, if it's not a goodbye. Mm -hmm. Nay, nay, I say. Are there people that need to live there? Yes. Absolutely. Are there people that buy, that own property in that area? Yes. Yes, that are perfectly comfortable with those conditions and that they want that, that, a, that kind of property. And they, mm -hmm. they would love to buy this property for, that makes $135,000 a year. And they would probably manage it themselves and make a lot more because they wouldn't have to pay management fees. They could probably fix them up themselves or local or not. They got a bigger gun. Or they're comfortable shooting somebody. I'm not. Uh, and, and, you know, yet. But <laughs> <laughs> you're scaring me, man. <laughs> but yeah. Things can change, right? But you're right. People I, got, I gotta get out of my comfort zone. Listen, people gotta live in those areas. It may not be a desirable area for you and I to live there or viewers, but uh, yeah, people got to live in that area, and people do own property in there. People own stores in that area. It's a community. It is. It's just it's not a community for us to live our, in there. It's not our cup of tea. That's right. It's not in our wheelhouse. We like yeah. to handle. So right. we won't buy it, but maybe someone else will for $1.1 million. Yeah. So we've done all the negotiating already. We're not willing to buy it because it doesn't fit our criteria. We're not comfortable with the turnover, the management. Something doesn't make sense to us. So guess what? Let's just wholesale it to someone that's local, give the opportunity to someone else, and make hundred grand out of it. I'd rather get paid a hundred than get paid none. And I could take that hundred thousand and roll that over into another deal. Yeah. So if you understand that, I would use wholesaling as part of your middle as your business model. An exit strategy, basically. As one of the many exit strategies. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many intricate things that you can do. You can do wholesaling, you can do a combination of wholesaling, which is wholetailing, mm -hmm. uh, where you basically sell it and on owner financing terms, which I'm not gonna get into, but there's ways of making cash flow. On a deal, on a, wholesale on a wholesale deal. So not only you're getting cash up front, but you're actually making cash flow. So you're selling it on terms. I'm not going to get into that, but there's really cool things that you can do once you have another contract, if you have the right contracts, to assign it. And if you have the right knowledge. And the right application. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can do a lot of cool things with it. But our intent is to buy it. Once we buy it, we can then get into the wholesale. Now, in certain states, they've banned assignments where you can't even assign it legally in certain states. So we can actually get into those conversations later, but there's workarounds in that with the affidavits. We can definitely mm -hmm. fix that, do A to B closings directly and get paid through affidavits. So we tie up the property, put a, a lien on the property, and then just do a, a direct A to B closing. And if you understand that, then that would be a big aha moment for you. If you don't understand that, just send us an email and we'll try to explain it to you. Just let us know and we'll maybe sh shoot a video on specifically on how to do that. But anything can be wholesaled or assigned. You just have to understand the rules and how to get around them. But coming back to the pros of wholesaling, again, the pros of wholesaling as a byproduct. Yes. Not yeah. as a main focus. Because wholesaling as a main focus, I think, sucks. Because think of all, if you had purchased... If these were all cash flowing properties, if you had purchased every property that you actually wholesaled, how much more wealth would you have? Because in order to win in Monopoly, mm -hmm. I think we've discussed this yes, before, but I'm going to say it again. You can't just go around the board collecting a paycheck. That's 200 bucks, right? Every time you circulate go, that's a paycheck. That's just going around and around. The only way to win in Monopoly is 
owning assets. Owning assets. assets. And uh, wholesaling is still a job. It's still better than working a nine to five, having someone else tell you yep. what to do. But you got to find the deal. You own you your job, basically. Negotiate the deal. Tie mm -hmm. up the deal. Find the buyer. Make sure the buyer can close. Get paid. Do it again. Mm -hmm. And it's not always easy. It's a lot of moving parts. I would rather focus on finding cash flowing assets, negotiate them down to the best possible price, tie it up, and then sell it to someone that's local that would love the opportunity, make the small spread in between. No, I totally agree with that. I've talked to wholesalers, and like I said, I guess it's a, an entry point for most people. But basically, yeah, you're creating yourself a job. And if you stop marketing or looking for those properties, then you're not making any money. And I'd rather have the passive income each month and that's where, you know, a lot of wholesalers, they realize after years of doing this, they get tired. It's a hustle. But a lot of they, it comes to the misconception that you need money in order to get into these deals. And that's another but the mental block, But the right? problem is that the economy, too, it's going to fluctuate up and down. So in a, hot in, in a hot economy where things are selling at its top dollar, it's mm -hmm. hard for someone to find a deal at a very at a good price, price. Yeah. at a wholesale price. You may not find something for three, four months yeah. that's worth your while that you can flip the paperwork to someone else. So... In those circumstances, you're in trouble with the market. But Well, not only that, then you make emotional decisions because you're not following process anymore because you haven't found a deal in four months. So yeah. now you're getting hungry. Right. So now you're more. creating, you're no longer creating the rules like we've discussed in past episodes. Yeah. You're now following the rules and you know, someone else is going to make an offer tomorrow. I better go make an offer right now because I'm going to lose this deal. And a deal actually never belongs to you until you get the, the keys to the deal or you get a paycheck. You start making shitty decisions. Yeah, that's right. That's where mistakes are made. Yeah. But it's not only just losing the deal. Some of these people, some of these wholesalers are losing their, they still putting down a deposit. They lose the deposits. Yeah. So not only are you not making money, you're losing your EMD, your yeah. escrow money, because you're still putting escrow down, at least most times, whether it's $1,000 or $5,000 or $10,000. And if you don't sell it within a certain time period, then you don't let it go. And that's when you start getting to these daisy chains where you may have people that, like if I'm the wholesaler, I got the paperwork. And then I go to Marco and say, Marco, if you sell it, you can take a piece of my pie. So then I, and I, I go on top of that. And then you go on top of that, you get Gabe. And, and then what happens, those deals typically break down because if Gabe, he's the third man down, if he gets the deal, he's got to go through Too many Marco. Cooks in the kitchen. He's got to go through Marco and Marco's got to go through me. By the time that happens, the seller's gone or whatever happened, right? So there's big risk with that as well. So it's not only not making money, it's the risk in losing money is exponentially high. As but well. again, I don't think we want to, I don't want to discourage wholesaling, wholesaling is a strategy, it works. It comes with risks. And it comes with risks, but it also, it, it comes in handy if you're doing it a certain way. So if for us, it's always a buy first mentality. And if we can't buy, rather than letting it go, then we use wholesaling as an exit strategy. Now sometimes that doesn't work either. And then we have to let it go, that happens. But at the end of the day, it's not something that we go into this, we're gonna buy this to wholesale it. No, we're buying this to buy it. And if we can buy it because due diligence doesn't pan out because of other reasons, then wholesale comes into play. And we'll only wholesale if it actually makes sense for another buyer to do it. So if, like, for example, in our due diligence, we find that all the, it was a fraudulent transaction where the person's paid higher taxes for the last two years to the IRS. So it looks like it makes more money, but money's really not coming in, actually loses money. I'm never going to wholesale that either. So understand that I have a responsibility to do my due diligence so I can give the value to somebody else. Wholesaling is not how much money can I make on someone else's back. Wholesaling is how much value can I give to someone else and still make money at the same time. This is extremely important because I can't tell you how many deals I get. On a, I could probably open up my Facebook right now and show you 20 people that want to sell me a deal. That's not a deal at all. It's over retail. 
but because they need to make money, they're selling me a deal that doesn't make any sense because they think that if they need money and I have money, then I'm their solution. And more often many, than not, they don't even do their due diligence. They don't know. They don't know at all. And, they don't even have and, the and, documents when so, you want them. But imagine you wholesaling a property, so you're doing your deal and you've done the best due diligence that you can, or you're maybe you're lazy, you don't give a shit and say, I just want to make some money. You make five grand, the person buys the property, they lost a shit ton of money. And then when you get a good deal, you know, and if you burn somebody, they're never going to trust you no. again. You burnt your bridge in the future. So remember that life is long. It's not life is short. Life is actually long. Mm -hmm. They're going to remember where they were burned. They're going to remember the interactions that you've had. And I've been very, very lucky that I've taken care of, to the best of my ability, the people that I've done business with. And if I give them a deal, it's going to be, I'm going to back it up and they're going to like it. If they mismanage it and they lose money on their side, that's their, that's their issue. But it's going, the numbers are sound the day they go in. I just didn't want to buy it. We had yeah. a deal, a 20-unit apartment building, and we had it wholesale the last day of the year. The seller needs to sell by the last day of the year. Person bought it, didn't know how to manage it. They lost money. They were so pissed off. I'm like, you're mismanaging it. Change management companies. They did, and then they started making money, and they redacted all this, you know, the, the bad juju that they yeah. actually apologized to me. said, I'm sorry, I thought, you know, you were, you know, a shitty property. I'm like, the numbers are the numbers. The numbers don't lie. Exactly. Right. This is what the rents are. And if your manager's been stealing from you, then that's yeah. change managers. Like yeah. it's not you can't control you that. You can't control yeah. that. Exactly. So to make a long story even longer, if you make your focus in wholesaling as your business, as your main business, so you're a wholesaler, you're losing your cash flow opportunities when you're buying something. If you're spending money on marketing at all, why wouldn't you spend money on marketing for cash flowing properties? So instead of making $10,000 one time on a deal, you're making $10,000 a month. Do you want to make $10,000 one time or work one time to get the property, do your due diligence, which you have to do anyway, but close on it and make money every single month? Or do you want to just sell it off to somebody else that's going to make money every single month? What's better? Yeah. And you hit it before where you said when you wholesale, you don't have necessarily the tax strategies that you have when you own a property. So when you wholesale, you're paying, like you said, it's income. It's not even capital gains. At that point, it's income because it's, it's income within that 12-month period. Yeah. So you won't be able to utilize a 1031 exchange where you can buy another property to defer your taxes. So you can't use that. So you're, number one, even if you're making 10K, you're giving one-third away. You know, to the government. You kiss 3000 4000 away to the government. There's no depreciation when you wholesale the property. You don't get the depreciation tax. You don't get the 1031s. No. Nope. You don't get, the, the tenant isn't paying off your mortgage. And you don't have appreciation. It's not going up in value. You lose all four cash flows by wholesaling. Pretty much. Yeah. So like I said, you use it as a byproduct. So your, <clears throat> your main goal, or at least in our model, is your main goal is you want to buy and hold. You want that residual income. Now, if it doesn't pan out for whatever reason, like the area, mm -hmm. the numbers don't uh, pan out as much as we want it to be. So, But it's still a good deal for someone else. Then, yes, you wholesale that to make someone else, number one, happy and get their returns that they're looking for. If they're looking for an 8% return, oh, God bless. Right? But at least this way... You're still making money on your efforts that you did do. But, I yeah. know what you're thinking. Yes, well, I would love to buy every deal, but I don't have any money to buy that every deal. If that's, you buy it right. It. Yeah, well, that's it. The money you don't need come. money. If you buy it right, you don't need money. Again, if you buy it at the right numbers, you don't need money at all. You don't need money to make money. If you can't make money without money, you can't make money with money. It's all in negotiation and how you position the deal so, and how you put the deal together so it could be the best possible deal yeah. for you and the seller. It's just because you got a great price doesn't mean you screwed over the seller. The seller agreed to it. They signed off on it. They said, yes, I want this if you can close by this date. 
So if you understand that you can close by this date and you can give them the money because you know where it's coming from. And if you have the right education, I know that if you were in my tribe and I was teaching you, you'd know where to get the money, you'd know how to get it and you know how long it takes to get it. You have all this information before you even start. So as soon as you have all the boxes are checked, if you know the rules, all you got to do is apply them. And you make your own rules. We've discussed this on a, a, another other episode. Yeah. So it's just a matter of following the rules. Understand, is your focus wholesaling? Shift your focus to stop wholesaling full-time. Start looking for the right deals full-time. Cherry-pick the ones that make the most amount of cash. Wholesale the rest. Not only will you make more money, you'll have cash flow for life. You'll have depreciation. You'll pay less tax. Just have more. And it's not how much money you make that counts. It's how much money you keep. Mm -hmm. And let's just have you make and keep more money this year than you ever have before. You're here? No, uh, absolutely. So again, we're not discounting all the wholesalers out there. It's just don't use it as your primary business model. That's all. Yep. Just shift. Just a small shift makes big difference. Learn how to do what we're doing if you want. And you'll then start buying cash flowing properties and wholesaling the ones that you don't want. And I think you'll actually end up making more money in the end uh, passively. So instead of in a year from now, if you were to wholesale, and let's say you wholesale one, keep one, wholesale one, keep one, wholesale one, keep one, I think you'd have more cash and cash flow by the end of the year than you've ever had before. Mm -hmm. Because every month that money's coming back, every month. You're just building and stacking and stacking and stacking and stacking. It's like $2,000 and then another $2,000 and another $2,000 and another $2,000. And the next thing you know, you got $10,000, $15,000, dollars a month coming in. And then you have a new problem. You never want to wholesale again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well then you will, you'll still wholesale because it's not the objective. That's, That's right. right. The objective is, it's more of a byproduct than the objective. Mm -hmm. So instead of eating it, you're pooping it. <laughs> All right. From a digestive kind of a way. Yeah. And that's that. Nice. So shift your focus. Wholesaling does suck if you're doing it full time. But if you're doing it as a byproduct, you're going to make a pile of money and make more money passively. And that's that. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.